Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, Sir Michael Gambon, original member of the Royal National Theater and best known for his role as Albus Dumbledore, has passed away at the age of 82. Man, he was great. He was great. He was in all kinds of stuff. I mean, he was in a couple of Wes Anderson movies. He was in like Life Aquatic and he was in Fantastic Mr. Fox. He's a really terrific actor. I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. When I was like a lot younger, I really hated the new Dumbledore so much. I, I thought he was awful. And, Same. you know, it's funny, like a few months ago, I rewatched Prisoner of Azkaban. I think I was feeling sick or something. I can't remember exactly. I just, I wanted to watch a Harry Potter movie. But I was like, I've watched all of them so many times, but I hadn't watched Prisoner of Azkaban that many times because it was always my least favorite one, which is weird because like everybody loves Prisoner of Azkaban. Like everyone, I love Prisoner I know, of Azkaban. I, we, it's like a whole separate podcast episode of like my feelings <laughs> about Prisoner of Azkaban. But anyway, I ha- that's the one I've watched the least. So I put it on and I was like, damn, this Dumbledore is pretty awesome. Like I didn't like him that much because it's well, he, he was all, the old one. Yeah, you did. And like the and it's such a tone shift into Prisoner of Azkaban, but it, I don't think that Richard Harris, the first Dumbledore, would have done Dumbledore as well for Prisoner of Azkaban as as what Michael Gambon did. And then, you know, I think that Gambon, the way that he played Dumbledore in the fourth movie, Goblet of Fire, is bad, but also like that's just kind of a bad movie. It's like the worst, in my opinion, of all of the Harry Potter movies. And so I don't yeah. think that I think that's a directorial thing. But I think Gambon, especially in the sixth movie and the last two amazing really really good performance as dumbledore yeah it's just sad you know we lost a really good actor and somebody that had been doing so much but i mean 82 it's a pretty long like successful life i would say that is a long and successful life yeah with prisoner of azkaban i thought it i I like it personally because the director i think alfonso curran i think it's curran curran okay um he he kind of made it a little bit like darker or at least yeah. like tried to make it a little grittier. And I like really like that. I thought that was a pretty cool, like refreshing change because sometimes it felt a little like childish sometimes. And so like there was like a, a depth to the emotional content within it, you know? I think it works though, like pretty well because like with the books, it's like uh, Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets are, I mean, uh, basically identical books. And they're both like the same length and they're both very childish and whimsical. They're all 11 and 12 years old and they're basically just mystery books and it's just it yeah not a lot at stake and then you get into prisoner of azkaban and it's like harry's saying it not a lot at stake yeah but like in prisoner of azkaban like harry's seeing death omens he's on the run for a little bit you know what i mean like like he's he's a lot more he like he's dealing with the dementors and everything who are making him like relive past trauma and stuff he's starting inside it's getting a lot darker you know it's like it's it's not that it's not quite the turning point that book four is in my opinion but it is kind of where the series starts to say okay these are teenagers now Things are going to start getting a little bit darker. They're going to start having more complicated feelings about things. And I think that we are kind of wrapping around back to Michael Gambon. It it really makes a lot of sense, like choosing totally. him as Dumbledore, you know, because he, like, he's kind of got like that. I think he plays the kind of more mysterious, like kind of edgy Dumbledore, which is present in the books. That is a thing. And, and less of like the whimsical kind of weird Dumbledore, which is also a thing in the books. But as Harry gets older in the books, you start seeing a lot more of the former and a lot less of the latter as the books go on. So yeah, Michael Gambon, I know, I know you're not with us anymore, but you rocked. You're, you're great at what you did. You shall be missed, and we are all less for your presence. But you know what? He left quite a legacy, and uh, absolutely, I think we we could all uh, 
do worse. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, so yeah, that was our fictional news. Everybody, uh, just, you know, let's we can bust open the fourth wall wide open. Uh, we're back. We're back. We've been gone for a couple of weeks, and yeah, Chad and I both had just this weird perfect storm of just he had a ton of stuff going on i had a ton of stuff going on both mentally in our in our personal lives in our professional lives so many things happening at the same time for both of us where we were barely texting each other we were barely calling know, each other dude, we i miss weren't you honestly i miss you too yeah like i was excited was, to talk to you today i was like oh same. man yeah um just like a bunch of stuff happened and then and then Things are, are clearing back up and we're getting back into a schedule. So people uh, that are surprised to see an episode after a couple of weeks, <laughs> like, thank you for bearing with us. We really appreciate the patience. I posted in the Discord a little bit ago, especially to our Patreon subscribers. You know, yeah. thank you for still paying for no content at all for the last you guys are amazing. Like, month. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. So let's make a cool episode. Yeah. Let's just, let's let's do just it, get man. right back into it. Everybody, just like real quick, just thank you seriously for continuing to listen to us and continuing to hang out in the discord and follow our respective pages and keep giving us money so we can keep not being as stressed as we've been for the last few yeah. weeks and know. just being a part of the community man Woo. it's the most value giving thing to evan and i and to everyone else and it's just uh you guys are all awesome so thanks for everything guys all right tell me about your week let's get right into it okay well the first week um you know i definitely have a list of books here that i finished however i will say that <laughs> yeah, like we were reading the first week and a half or so i like I was almost at a point where I was like getting annoyed with some of the books that I was reading just because I was I'm not like reading them for fun. You know, it's like I love yeah. to read and I've always loved to read, but I have to be very careful that I don't allow myself to put books into the category of like getting it done for getting done's sake, because that will affect both my ability to enjoy them. And then also it will reflect in my commentary upon the books that I read, I feel like, as opposed to like. Like really being passionate about a subject and just like going through the strokes of like reading about something and talking about it. Same yeah. thing happened for me when I studied martial arts for five or six years and then I started uh, training and coaching. And it was just like, it was like too much. And I was just like, it became something that I was like work and I had to do. So I allowed myself a little bit of a break. And then I, it was funny. I found myself very quickly, like, <laughs> like 10 days and just going right back to me like, man, I really miss a good story, which was like kind of nice for me to realize. I was like, cool. That means that I can podcast about books for the long game you know it's like i can like 10 days break and i'm like already like going back to books I, i'm unable to prevent myself from reading more books yeah totally because i love them so much so it was a nice little break to have for sure that being said let's start with uh, one of the highlights here because i started reading evan uh, i've read your book i think this was the, my fourth time through oh my god <laughs> and you sent me the manuscript but like i i think i was like three versions re rewrites by you behind from the time that I read it. Oh last. yeah, totally. Yeah. It's so you way a better, couple. man. Now. Oh, oh no, I didn't skip the whole thing. I read the whole thing. Oh, oh. And I think it was important that I did that because your reviews, your revisions and editions were kind of everywhere and nowhere. Like you did a very good job of adding to the book in a meaningful way, but not making it fatter with unnecessary information. Like if anything, your book was too lean before, yeah, even though I didn't quite really see lean. it. Yeah. yeah, like I was like, okay, a little bit more depth could be added, but now it's like a very good amount of depth. And you did a really good job giving it some like spice to really make it not only like a fulfilling meal, but also like a delicious to eat one, you know? Oh man, that's so awesome and reassuring yeah. to hear. Cause like the whole time I was working on it and, you know, making changes and additions and stuff, I was like, like every new word that I put in, I was like, oh, I just ruined it. I ruined the entire thing. <laughs> it was perfect the way it was. And then I added this one stupid scene and now nothing makes any sense. Uh, so I'm really glad that it felt cohesive to you. Like it felt like 
those um, oh way more so that's so awesome and more so this time i found myself emotionally connecting to the story more than i did in the yes Uh, that's like that's what was really important yeah 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 because there was some like (laughs) there was some motivations of characters that i was like "Eh, i kind of see where you're coming from but i don't feel it and like that is fixed now which is really i think kind of the difference that it needed to have and so you were wise and so was your uh, so with Seth and telling you like more, add more here. I'm not sure how much involvement he had on it, but whatever the um, origin, the changes that you made were necessary and like very good, man. Oh, thank you, man. I'm so excited for people to finally get to read this. Yeah. At no point was I like, uh, bloat. Yeah. I mean, like that's definitely one of the things that, that I mean, it's your, your own worst critic, obviously, but that's one of the things I'm at least kind of proud of, of it. It's like, it's not boring. You know what I mean? Like it there's <laughs> like, there, there might be, there might be some parts that, you know, are polarizing or whatever. We're, we'll talk about it when it gets published or maybe, maybe I won't talk about it. We'll just let oh, everybody. No, we're going to talk about it. We're going we'll, to do it. Oh, maybe we'll let, you know, Goodreads hash it out or whatever and give me like a two star rating or whatever, but it's not uh, boring, you know? So no, it's that's not. Like and that's, that's never really been its problem, but now yeah, yeah. there's like, there's like fun and exciting because a lot of action is happening. And then there's fun and exciting because I feel the pain or whatever the characters are going through. I care. Yes. That's the word. Um, And this time it was like exciting and I cared, which was great. So very good additions to make that kind of rounded out, you know, it was like felt very fleshed out. So I really, really, I've been, I super appreciate you going through that and reading it again. And um, of course, man, I wish we could do some spoiler chat, but we'll do that when the book comes out and we'll do our own kind of review and recap and discussion and stuff for the book, which I think would be really fun. Yeah, I think we should. We should do it just like we do any other book, though. Obviously, like, yeah. we'll be a little bit more harsh. I'm just kidding. We should be. No, let's tear no, the shreds. Like, yeah, uh, I, I know. <laughs> but I won't. You know, what, what I was really worried about is like, maybe we'll do a review and um, a discussion and, and whatever after it's published uh, in whatever way it's going to get published, self-published or otherwise. But it'd be really funny if we were doing that. And, I was, <laughs> and you mentioned something and I was like, oh, oh, my God, I didn't even think about that. I probably should like, have oh, done that. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> and then we have like an audience of thousands of people that are like, "Wow, that really oh, would have wow, been that, better." Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's Shit. certainly. I mean, I can see where your fear is coming from because there's certainly been times that I thought that we've had some like you, especially, and sometimes we're like some pretty good insights. I think when it's like these two characters should have been one, like yeah, like <laughs> these two storylines or whatever. Yeah, totally. So. Yeah. Well, well, if jokes on you then this book only has two characters pretty much so <laughs> i guess so yeah we won't have that one and i i don't think that there'll ever be a point ones, in but... your life where you think i couldn't have made that at least a little bit better but i think totally. as far as like how much you can put into it versus getting out versus like being able to move on to bigger and better things um and and advancing and growing as a writer i think there's a line there and i think you're probably very close to it if not there so hell yeah well, dude so seriously nice i really really appreciate you reading that again that's awesome. Thank it's, you. It's good to hear that, you know, you've got good things to say about it. It just makes me feel all warm and gooey and like I did something. So yeah, I really do. Uh, and, you know, it's like a little bit of weight off my shoulders, too, because like my podcast co-host who reviews books didn't write like a super like awful book. You know, <laughs> I just have to lie a bunch about <laughs> dude. It was so good. <laughs> I, I know I shouldn't be worried like super bad about this because like everybody's got different opinions and every art is all subjective and all that stuff. Sure. And this stuff. But also like I. <laughs> That is like kind of like my biggest, not fear really, but just like a thing that I'm aware of is like putting this book out is that 
I feel like some people's expectations are going to be a little high because they're like, oh, this is the guy that talks about fantasy books and he wrote his own. This better be amazing. You know, and it's just like, ah, I'm doing my best over here. Like, yeah, <laughs> like talking about a book for a minute is a lot different than writing one for a year. You know, right. like eating a meal is different than cooking one. Yeah, tasting it's, it is it's way a lot different. different. Yeah. Yeah. I felt very much the same when we started the tale, our little back and forth. Or not that that's like gone very far, but even just the few chapters well, that I've read, I've been like, yeah. well, I've been like doing reviews books for a living here. You know, you kind of feel a little exposed, I guess, when you like submit that to the people right, who but, are like, I mean, have every right to judge you because you've been <laughs> judging well, them. Yeah, but all like the, the same, but you know what? Like what I tell myself is like, and what you should tell yourself too, anybody that's making art, like at some point, if you do make something that's that people think is good, whatever that word means, if you right. do make something that a lot of people really enjoy, those expectations are going to be high then too. So it's right, like, it's, right. it doesn't matter. Like, it's like, even if I wasn't, didn't have a platform and I put something out and people really enjoyed it, then the next time I put a book out, I'd be in the exact same spot. So exactly. it just doesn't really matter. You know, doesn't, it's fine. You're right. You're right. That is the way more healthy uh, opinion. And just like, you know, keep going, man. If it's something you enjoy, keep doing it. Man, I'm working there's on... nothing that I've put my mind to that I've gotten worse at with more yeah. re repetitions, right? I'm working on some stuff right now that I'm like, super super excited about like me too actually oh man hell yeah it's it's man i'm so stoked for you and for me and for the for, for writing for writing in general it's the it is the coolest most frustrating thing i've ever done well said it <laughs> truly is yeah i've got this book uh, uh that i've been working on a bit actually over the last couple weeks that uh because it kind of helps for like escapism and just like mm -hmm. I don't know, you feel good after creating something and yeah. i've created some like really cool like intellectual conversations between characters about hmm. um just like deeper elements within the books and then there's just a lot of sailing stuff and man it's just been like making my heart sing so really loving uh, that <laughs> send me whatever you want whenever you I want. will yeah i thought when i would write a book i would and we don't we, i won't go too far in this this here but uh I thought when I wrote a book that I would very much start at the beginning and then write my way through to the end and that is very much not what i have been doing I've been like thinking of cool scenes and then writing them. And then just like, like there's some scenes that I don't really know where to put in the whole timeline yet. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Just write whatever you're interested in doing. Yeah. But I will be quickly to a point that I can send you something. There's no right way to do it. Good. Well, that's nice to hear. The right way to do it is you feeling better about it more often than you feel shitty about it. That's yeah. the right way to do it. If you can totally. nail that, if you can figure, if you can feel good about it 51% of the time, you're doing something right. You know, try to get it to 52 maybe. Perhaps it's my hubris, but I feel a lot i feel better about it more than way more than that i feel like <laughs> i'm like all right maybe because i'm not trying to like kick you while you're down but like maybe <laughs> maybe it's because you haven't read it in in, in its entirety yet it very well you know what be. i mean because so like right now you got a collection of things that you're proud of but like once yeah, you yeah. try to get it all in like one cohesive story oh, it's like, not even oh this is a, a disaster story. yeah that was um yeah, but the like I get that's, done writing just a little chunk. I'm like, that's a cool conversation. Totally, Though, yeah. Upon reread, sometimes yeah, it is <laughs> not as cool as I thought it was. That is for darn sure. That's why they call it a craft. Have you ever read any L. Ron Hubbard? No, I have Battlefield Earth. The publisher sent it to me, and I was on a podcast with the publisher like a year ago or something like that they were trying to send me like more books by him and i was like hey like chill out like let me <laughs> like, like, let me let me try and just like get yeah, my like, and we're also going to need you to come down to la for a little uh <laughs> well, well i mean like i i want to try out battlefield earth before i read because like dude he wrote like 500 books or something so many something books. ridiculous but to, to to sum up my answer no but i do want to check out battlefield earth because i've heard it's kind of cool like it's not okay. amazing but i've heard battlefield earth kind of rocks like it's okay. you can kind of like try one of his fantasy novels i read like half of dianetics 
Oh, you did? Wow. I did, yeah. Because I just like went on this like Scientology kicker because I watched a documentary about it and I was like, what? And then I was like, had it uh, from some on my uh, ebook reader. I like had it. So I was like, I'm just going like, to check out what's in here. And so yeah. I did. You had half of it. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, right about half, probably like 40%. Wow. What do what what do you think about it? It's to be perfectly honest, it's a very arrogantly written manuscript. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, so I think it's written by a person who literally does think they have life all figured out. Like that's yeah, and, and it's like, so defensive of itself. It like very like it'll begin with being like, if you find the following words odd, it's because you don't understand something. So make sure mm, you don't yeah. move forward before yeah. you fully take it. And it's like it kind of begins by blaming you for all of its problems right out the gate and then kind of continues to <laughs> yeah. be written in that like that's kind of like that's like a really big red flag of an abusive person yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> Straight up. like yeah yeah it's like very, a manipulative and it's very abusive manipulative. person yeah yeah and then yeah. it like feeds upon a lot of it, it seems, it's kind of predatory honestly <laughs> like yeah, it's just like sure a lot of yeah uh it takes some of the the worst traits of humans and some of the most awful things that we think about ourselves and kind of like seems to capitalize upon them confusingly by way of vague solutions that like end with like, and that is obviously how you fix your problems. And you're like, wait, what? I don't really understand. And it's like, and you don't understand because you don't get it or aren't worthy. And you're like, wait, wait, what? Like, <laughs> It's like in your brain is it, it's a weird book, man. It's been, it's been a trip to read it. I get uh, while, why some people, can find it so intriguing i guess but i'm very well uh, i mean it's also like if you mix like you know the way that something is written with people's lived experiences you know what i mean yeah, so, it's, uh, yeah. so it's like it's like you have a certain interpretation of what all this means to you personally right, i have a worldview yeah yeah exactly but like because of the way that it's written i imagine it really does resonate with a lot of people um, and i i would even venture to say probably in a positive way for some yeah. people, you know what I mean? I think maybe the organization behind it probably isn't as positive, but yeah. But it, you can find is... a million stories of people online being like, this process helped me solve this right. problem and my life has improved in this huge way. And that's like not unreal. It's interesting, but, but it's like, but you can read it and be like, whoa, oh my <laughs> gosh, like this is, <laughs> this is wild. I'm like noticing so many problems with this, but yeah. hey, you gave it a chance though. You know what I, I mean? Did. Like you read some of it. Like it's better yeah, than just. I, I don't know if I'm gonna finish it. I don't think you need to if you don't want yeah. to. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I feel like I answered the questions that I needed to answer with, like me, why I wanted to read it. You know, I just kind of wanted to see like what the stink was about, and I feel like I, I got it. I mean, if you really want to know, I think you got to like pay. <laughs> oh yeah, you definitely do. You definitely do. But I did, I got enough of the like intro. Take it though. The book very much told me at the beginning of this book that I wouldn't get it until I finished the book and fully understood all of the things within it. So perhaps I in fact didn't get it. <laughs> Have you seen a movie called The Master? The with, Master. Um, it's got Philip Seymour Hoffman and Joaquin Phoenix. I don't think it overtly ever says like this is about L. Ron Hubbard, but it is kind of like it is like it is about that and essentially what it's about is like this idea that you kind of got like this pathological liar like but also no, very I I like did see this i'm looking at yeah. images right now and i saw it a while back and yes it's very or much it's about like it. somebody somebody who's <laughs> yeah. like a like a very magnetic personality who's also Larger very articulate yeah, yeah. And it's just somebody that you can you feel good about spending a lot of time around and like dude I, like we like me and chad have had a friend like that i think we're both thinking of yeah. the same friend Dude, like, i drew but so many comparisons when i was watching because i watched yeah, some stuff yeah. with him like interviews with him 
that's who I was thinking of the entire it's, time. It's man. wild too because you know, like logical. We, we have like this friend who was like, for some reason, we just like really liked being around him. Like it was yep. just so cool to be around this guy, but just, but also just never quite really followed through with anything and like always just kind of like was lying just like a little bit and like embellishing yeah. just like kind of everything a little bit and like there's enough wasn't twisting really... of the truth that it yeah. was like weird and like like really unreliable and like and it, yeah yeah and it's like and i, I kind of got that feeling when i was watching the master where it's like man like this and i'm sure maybe when you're reading dianetics and um just other kinds of uh literature like that where it's like i can totally see why so many people would be like this one yeah. yeah. And I wonder sometimes about those those minds as to how much how far they believe themselves. Right. Because mm -hmm. like they're so convincing sometimes that you're like this person. To, and it's like, man, I, I honestly don't know <laughs> whether or not I mean, they at their inner core of core heart of hearts think that they're full of <laughs> full of trash or not. You know, and it's like, I mean, yeah, I'm not a psychologist. I don't know um, what yeah. that what that is. I mean, I, I would imagine, you know, when you're writing the amount of science fiction books and fantasy or i don't know how much fantasy l ron hubbard wrote but i imagine you know you've you've authored so many books yeah i mean at some point uh can i get a little lost in your own story maybe yeah that's kind of like the, the road yeah. i was just kind of going down but maybe um maybe what he did was he was kind of and i have no idea what happened <laughs> i wasn't there don't know the guy but like maybe he had kind of started a story and he was like wait a minute maybe i could like Let's do a little experiment I, I here, you know, yeah. like, like, and then it kind of, he got in like a little bit too deep, you know, and yeah. he was like, he was like, oh, well, all right, let's just, I'm making a couple like hundred a, million and Tom Cruise later. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, it's it's an wacky one for sure. It's real wacky. I was not expecting that you had read that. <laughs> yeah, neither <laughs> was I, but we got to follow our feet sometimes. And uh, totally, I, yeah. I get interested by so much and oh, yeah. uh, I was certainly uh, uh, desperate for some distractions, no doubt. So he was a, uh, uh, an interesting kind of like kernel uh, topic to turn my brain to for, for a few days, which was fun. <laughs> and then I continued with my Jules Verning because cool. if there's any like delightful escapism is kind of how I want to coin his style of writing. It's just so adventurous and fun and like what's around the river bend. Like you just got this like exploration element, this yeah. like scientific pushing of the human knowledge the realm of what we know and what is fantastical to us and it kind of has this blending right at the fringe elements of what you can believe is real and what you can't and he just does his, he, he writes in such a fantastical way that it captures your imagination very easily and what did you read um i read Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea and those who haven't heard from the last few i finished um journey to the center of the earth a few weeks ago and then just in the last like two weeks i've read Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea and then around the world in 80 days i'm like 20 pages from finishing oh wow and i really loved all three of them i think i was just going to say that i think i liked journey to the center of the earth the most but like i don't know it's really it's neck and neck with Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea wow and i think the reason for that is Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea is a little bit more of a character driven book like it's not it's still an exploration science adventure book but it's like the characters are far more complicated. Like Captain Nemo is far more selfish and manipulative than like the uncle was in 20,000 leagues or in journey to the center of the earth. Like it's, that was more of just like an uncle and his nephew. And yeah, the uncle's driven and like maybe perhaps a bit arrogant and headstrong, but like it wasn't so much about their, their own personal experience as it was like the experience that they were going through. Whereas 
Captain Nemo is like a far more complicated main character of a story to revolve around. And then in addition to that, it was also really adventure and they're like going under the sea and he links up with these sailors and he kind of like manipulates them into acting in his own best interest and what he wants to uncover. And it's just, man, that it's a fun journey, a really fun journey. And it's, I think was equal, if not better than journey to the center of the earth, just because I found a little bit more to chew on in regards to the characters. Yeah. That's so cool. I was uh, thinking about reading 20,000 leagues under the sea. You should. Because I'm writing a book about a sea journey. Uh, well, I already wrote it, but I, I need to do a bunch All of revisions. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's got an ending, you know. Wow. I mean, it's not done. Does it have things. a beginning and a middle? Oh, yeah. It's got everything. Wow. Um, okay. But, I mean, it's a mess. But uh, I kind of wanted to, like, read some more kind of like... I was going to read, like, some of the um, like Nathan Aubrey books. Like, is that his name? Nathan Aubrey? Uh, the Master and Commander stuff by Patrick O'Brien. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I was going to read... Aubrey. I was going to read some of those uh, and also some uh, Jules Verne and some yeah some others like On Stranger Tides by Tim Powers is like another one that's like seafaring and stuff like that. But Jules Verne, though, I mean, like he's like the the, the OG, you know, like he's like the original. Was, yeah. was, was Nemo kind of like a like an Ahab character? Like, is that what is he like? Yeah. Nemo was more. I've never read Moby Dick, so. <laughs> I neither have I, but I've watched some like movies yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I I think Nemo people will be able to under latch on to maybe okay. like appreciate as a as a leader. I'll, I mean, I'll I'll let you know. Motivations aren't always very pure. When I read it, we can we can talk about it when I read it too. Because uh, yeah, you should read it. I'd be, gonna... I'd be interested to hear your opinion on it. Oh yeah, yeah. If I have one critique of sure. Jules Verne, is I feel like his he, they're always going someplace that you're like the center of the earth, and like I don't. How do I make this as spoily free as possible? Sometimes when he's writing his books, I feel like he doesn't know how to resolve them in a meaningful way. And so they just kind of like end in crazy, like explosion of ending. And you're just like, oh, we're back. (laughs) Okay. And you're like, weird. Like, I don't know. It's just like, it wasn't super satisfying right at the end there, you know? Um, I, I have a theory behind that without having have read the books. I mean, when did it come out? Like late eight, late eighteen hundreds. Jules Verne lived from eighteen twenty eight to nineteen o five. Cool. Okay, so he's writing that stuff in like the mid to late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, eighteen seventy three was around the world in eighty days, and eighteen sixty four was center of the earth. I wonder if because um, I had you know um, lately I read a few of the original like Grimm's fairy tales. You know. Oh yeah, and those are garbage like they're trash oh, like really? they're darn oh, i like I mean, have some and i was like i'm gonna read some i mean yeah, you know i'm just some dude on a podcast saying Grimm's fairy tales are trash <laughs> hey some dude whose opinion i respect quite a lot thank you very much but it's like the you know that same kind of like wow that really just kind of like wrapped up and like yeah whatever like oh my god like that doesn't make any sense but like, like, i thought we were theory, trying to find the idol here and there was no <laughs> but my my theory on it though is that um and this could be totally wrong you know i'm just this spitballing here but I think that here in you know the year of our Lord 2023, we are really used to a certain structure uh, narratively. You know what I mean? Like there's a yes. there's a there's an inciting incident, there's rising action, there's a climax, there's falling action, there's a resolution. Like it's like we are hammered with that structure in pretty much every story we ever hear. Even stories our friends tell us and stuff. You know, like it's all modeled after 
this kind of like tried and true method of telling stories. And I think yeah. that it's been really popularized. I'm not saying it didn't uh, exist back in the 1800s, because I'm sure uh, facets of it did. But I think with Hollywood and the way that the book industry has been, uh, especially with um, the evolution of genre fiction, I think we are very used to a certain amount of symmetry, uh, narr like narrative symmetry and resolution with endings. And we had kind of talked about that when we finished The Dark Tower, where, um, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything for people that have never read The Dark Tower, but the ending pissed a lot of people off, you know. And um, I it did I, initially me too, but then I thought about it again and reread it. Talked and then about I totally it. Totally yeah, flipped. Yeah. And, and I, I love that, it now. I think that maybe um, we as readers and enjoyers of media have a certain kind of like dependency on a certain narrative consistency. Expectation. With, yeah. yeah um, and I think that maybe reading stuff from back then, you know, it's like it made sense to Jules Verne or else he wouldn't have published it. And it probably made sure. sense to a lot of people around that time or else they wouldn't have read it and talked about it more to other people and gotten into the uh, state that it's in now, which is like legendary book. But it's just interesting to think about how, you know, certain trends because the book is so old now right i mean like that right. book is over it's almost it's like 150 years old yeah, the the times that it was written in the culture was so so different from what it is now right and i think that's why when you're reading stuff that's like i'm not telling you this like you don't know it but like when you're reading stuff from you know 150 200 years ago like it's just so important to remember like the context around like when it was popular and when it was written and like what the trends were with different writing and um like the expectations of the the audience that because like jules verne wasn't writing for people that had watched pacific rim you know what i mean right right, right. Dude, that's really good that's like better advice i think than you even know especially in regards to these books to go to have going into them you'll get more yeah. out of the books if you like kind of destroy your expectations do a little research the, the narrative the typical narrative that we read up um that the kind of the uh, typical story follows you know yeah like i mean i did like i was doing research on um like pride and prejudice when I was reading Pride and Prejudice, I was like, oh, okay, I was like, what's going on with all this? Like, what time period is this? You know, like, what was expected of people back then? Like, just so totally. I could kind of, because the book isn't really going to like spoon feed all of that to you because the audience already knew all of that, you know? And in like a hundred years, you know, when, uh, if people read like The Housemaid or something, you know, and they're like, well, what is that? Like, people just had people go to their houses and clean their houses. And, you know, it's like, you need context around it. But also, yep. not trying to invalidate that you weren't rubbing up against that ending very well because like when no, an ending I, is I annoying, think that's really like, wise commentary man that's very yeah. much what was happening but I mean it uh, you know it's like when I was reading Grimm's fairy tales it's just like oh weird like the the bird flew away with it yeah, like, like what, what? Where, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. where did that come from like okay yeah, it's, it's just funny. all dead <laughs> I read um the hunchback of Notre Dame in high school and I'm just oh, yeah, now thinking yeah. of this as you said that but <laughs> I'm a spoiler alert for anyone who has ever not it and like really wants to go into it. But like that book is wild in that you're going along. This really complicated story has developed. And then literally it's like the author gets sick of the story and then kills everybody. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. everyone dies. It is very different than the like Disney story. It's, <laughs> it's very much a tragedy. It does not have a happy ending in any way. Like the last paragraph is like, Oh, <laughs> like, it's horrific. And it's such a long book too. It's so long. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And as like a 16 year old, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I've been thinking about reading some more kind of classic stuff. Like um, I started uh, Oliver Twist by Charles Dickens. Oh, I've read that a few times. Man, like a few times? Really? Yeah. When I was like growing up. Yeah. I guess your parents, you were kind of like sheltered a little bit, huh? Yeah. You I had a little bit of a Dickens phase too. 
so I had no, I've never really read any Dickens before. I've read I've read a Christmas Carol, um, okay. but I haven't read I haven't read anything else. Yeah, it was kind of like I read like the first couple of chapters of Oliver Twist, and uh, I had like two thoughts. And one of them is I really enjoy reading this. I really mm-hmm. like the way I, I really like the book. I like the cut of this guy's jib. You know what I mean? Like I really like the I way like the that, cut of his jib. I, like yeah. I, I like the way that this is. I, I dig this, but also. Yeah, there's like the classic kind of like critique of Charles Dickens, which is like, oh, they must have got paid by the word back then. Because he definitely, it's like, man, you used a lot of words to say that yes, thing. Is that sentence. <laughs> like, wow, you used like 20 extra words to say how small that room was, man. Like, you really, yeah. you really, there's like a sentence in the very beginning of Oliver Twist, which is like him saying why he doesn't need to tell you something and it's just like <laughs> all right man like I, <laughs> and if you've and read an it expose of the characters that we are reading about it does not fall under the purview of what the reader must understand in order to fully comprehend the use of this tale you're like yeah. okay dude, we get yeah. it we get it but um you know it's, it but it is kind of one of those things where maybe it's the weather turning or something but i do want to read something classic i mean i've been meaning to read jane eyre for a little while it's just so long and everybody wants yeah. me to read jane Eyre. i've got like i've gotten like dms from people that are like you need oh, to really? read jane yeah because jane Eyre is like a really popular uh like buildings roman like really really important kind of like classic coming of age book that i'm right. sure is really really good but it's so long you guys like it's yeah. so Dude, that's long the nice thing with jules verne is i can yeah, read these books in like two short. days you know and they're yeah. so they're so clippy and just like yeah. now we're on yeah. an adventure and this happens and that happens and this happens and we're done it's like very quickly Though, you know, like you said, with the expectations thing, I do f- sometimes feel as if we're watching a show about Bigfoot and like we just never know. Like we hope that by the end of the show, they will have give us an answer as to whether or not he exists or doesn't. But it's like and the question remains unanswered for you to believe, watcher. <laughs> is it like Studio Ghibli, like soft world building type stuff where you're just like, wait, is that real? Like, is that like a real thing no. that just happened or? Uh, uh sometimes right yeah. like it's, I guess it's I very scientific it. it's scientific exploration and adventure but like yeah. you know the the uh gadgets and gadgets that they're using are real cutting edge science driven ideas and things of the time whether right. or not you know the sea monster that attacks the sailors are you know there's very much things that you're like we still don't know if that's real or not and it's not like this is definitely real you know it's like you hmm. you kind of know where we leave traditional like this is science into like this is just him guessing pretty quickly oh yeah yeah i want to read twenty thousand read leagues under the sea i want to like you know buy it maybe there's like some kind of compendium of like a bunch of jules verne or something yeah i mean cool. like i think a fun fact a couple weeks ago was about his his um adventurers extraordinaire there's like a hundred and some odd books in that series that he wrote Oof. it's 105 oh so many i'm sure that many of them follow kind of a format you know and he kind of got I'm, I'm sure some of them get a little bit like okay jules like we've been here before you know sort of thing yeah uh, so wild like he I'm, was getting paid for the word also <laughs> like looking for the books i'm like i bet i could find it on kindle for like a dollar like <laughs> so silly oh for, i mean well, I'll, I'll a lot of it's public domain too this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain yeah baby you gotta love that public domain i love that librivox okay so i'm almost done when uh done with when women were dragons i put a little bit of effort in that i'm like 20 pages from the end which i'm stoked on oh man i haven't okay okay we're gonna do that okay the that's, only thing i'm not gonna talk about it since you haven't jumped into there but <laughs> i have I an audiobook you... i have it on my phone okay we're cool. doing it sorry i will read you one quote because this is the sort of delicious delectable prose that you have to look forward to 
One of those days when thunderstorms linger just at the edge of the sky, hulking in raggedy murmurs for hours, waiting to bring in their whirlwinds of opposites. Ooh. There's a litter of six Ooh, sentences like, like that that, that have like, yeah. mm, that's whirlwinds tasty. Whirlwinds of opposites. <laughs> Wow. yeah right and it kind of frames That's what a thunderstorm the, is i know right just clashing of like that. elements wow. and um forces that's of, wonderful of powerful nature you know it's very uh there's it's littered with prose like that and it's just I, I don't know i thought it was if anything a beautiful words put together damn kelly barnhill's got some chops i like right? it I, yeah I, her, it. I would say poetic prose have many small delights <laughs> i will uh, i will we, we will tackle that very soon i've got it on my phone so, um, but you liked it. That's really cool. I did. I did like it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. I, I was. I'm not in love, but I really liked the prose. Oh, oh yeah. I'm glad we're gonna uh, get a chance to talk about it. Where are you in Valor? I finished it. Nice. Hey. Yeah, cool. I that finished Valor. We're gonna so do nice our, our second Faithful in the Fallen episode. We're just doing one episode per book. We're gonna crank these books out, everybody. Let's not that they're not that they're not cool, but we want to get to move on to some other stuff that we, and then we're moving on to. Well, I guess I'll just tell everybody real quick what we're doing. Just real, yeah, real fast. Let's do uh, it. So we're gonna we're gonna bust out Faithful and the Fallen. Effie will not be joining us on the rest of the Red Rising episodes. Man, she got through three books with us though. Yeah, so she did. Like uh, she's three. just she's just slammed with everything right now, and um, she's just not she's not the caliber like reader <laughs> that I am when she's in school and doing stuff. So it's just gonna be me. It's just gonna be me and Chad for. Um, that was crazy. You said her name and she poked in her head her right behind stage. you. That was wild. I'm <laughs> I not see lying. Hi, Evie. I'm not lying. I'm saying <laughs> real true things right now. She's so lazy. She can't read. <laughs> My girlfriend can't yeah, read. Yeah, I'm trying to get a degree and like moving and starting a new job. Gosh, she can't like yeah, take the time hard. for us. But uh, so, so the rest of Red Rising, Iron Gold, Dark Age, and Lightbringer will just be me and Chad, which I'm still really excited to read those. I, I think so. You want to talk about uh, them? No, Should we talk about right now? Too? Uh, hang on one second. Wait, let, me, let me just tell everybody what we're doing real quick. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. We're going to finish Faithful in the Fallen, and we're going to finish Iron Gold in the next few weeks here. And then we're moving on to Binti by Nnedi Okorafor, which is a trilogy of novellas, which we'll be I'm able so to do in like one episode, probably. I'm so excited for the format. Uh, just a trilogy yeah. of novellas sounds yeah. just delightful. I'm into it. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be like like watching like a mini series. Yeah, like Pacific or Band of Brothers or something, you know? So um, we're going we're gonna to throw bin, Binti in. And then we're going to read Skolomance by Naomi Novik, which is three books. And then we're going to read uh, Covenant of Steel by Anthony Ryan, mm. which is three yeah, books. We are. we are skipping the bone ships. It's sad. I really want to read heart. them. We have to skip them, though, because Chad and I want to get a move on on Malazan Book of the Fallen and Throne of Glass. We're going to read yeah. both of them. We want to get them started by the beginning of next year. We will do bone ships because, like, you know, we will I do bone them. ships. I want to read bone ships. But we got to do Malazan. We have yep. to do it. I want to read Malazan. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. It's, I'm ready for it to consume my life. I want to and, read Malazan. And it will. And oh, it's I worthy will. of it. And, yeah. and I think it's a really good combination Throne with Throne of Glass. <laughs> because Throne of Glass will be like, I, it'll be less, maybe maybe not. Maybe I I've heard it gets pretty dark. About, I've I haven't heard it yet. Yeah, I've heard it. I was just going to say, it's like, I think it's going to be lighter at least to read. But maybe I'm totally wrong on that. Because I know Malazan, having read like six of them, could be pretty weighty. So typically the way that I usually will read is like, I'll have one book on audiobook and I've got another book on in print and one on yeah, my Kindle. Same. It's kind of like, I'm kind of got those like floating around. So I think what I'll probably do is probably going to listen to Throne of Glass on audiobook pretty much exclusively, but I'll be reading 
Malazan. I don't know if I could do the audiobooks for Malazan. Like uh, I'm like I'm not as good with audiobooks as some people are. Some people it's like it's their preferred way of reading where they can actually pay way, way more attention to it than if they were reading print. But for me, it's the opposite where like me with too. audiobook, I think I latch onto about 90% of it. And I kind of like maybe a little bit gets lost in translation, but Just with print, I'm by able very to nature like, of it not using your eyes and you being able maybe. to do another thing at the same time. I think that's kind of why, at least for me that I'm not able to get quite as much. And I think that you are accurate in your, preferred way of consuming that content is that like Malazan at least I can speak for that's it what is I'm a saying, book that should yeah. be read Malazan like I mean it's it's one that I prefer to I think that like I said like some people for sure like kind of latch better into the audio medium but definitely for me with Malazan like yeah we have I have to do that with like the book in my hands with like a notepad next to me yeah, um, yeah. but we'll be doing that so that's kind of like our lineup everybody I'm sorry we're, we're skipping bone ships I know that people were really excited about that we were really excited about it, but we had to we had to skip something just because we've uh, we've gotten kind of behind schedule. But uh, I am reading. Um, wait, is that is that all of the stuff that you read? Because I was going to get into mine, but I don't um, want to, let me see. Yeah, I didn't want to trudge over you. No, no, uh, th- I appreciate that. Oh, I've read a little bit more of Sixteen Ways to Defend a Walled City, but I kind of got Jules Verne. Yeah. uh road you know and then the dianetics thing took my attention for a few days <laughs> so uh besides um i don't know if i had finished valor by the last time we did a podcast or not but i'm done yeah, with that you're and waiting I'm done for with... me okay okay and then i don't know if i had talked about this you finished the last gold one. Too. <laughs> did i finish burning god <laughs> by that point yeah you had wait no okay. no you hadn't you had finished dragon republic okay okay well i finished burning god also you finished the poppy war trilogy yeah, yeah i finished okay. the poppy war yeah and okay. i liked it I, I liked it a lot i i I don't know. I felt like sometimes the geography was a little like not consistent <laughs> with the map. Maybe. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. I know they were moving around picky. a lot towards the, the, uh, I remember that last book. I was like, man, there's a lot of movement going on right a lot now. Of like, movement. Yeah. yeah. It was a little bit like, um, like, seven just, like showing up with yeah. their army everywhere. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, like seventh season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it was very much like that. And then there was like the role of opium, and allowing them access to the power of the gods or whatever is a little bit like inconsistent across the characters. Sometimes, sometimes I felt like it was like really important. And sometimes I felt like it wasn't. And like, it didn't, I'll just say it didn't necessarily take me away from the story, but it did make me kind of be like, is this world as like flushed out as it could be? Maybe not. You know, do you feel like the magic system was just inconsistent with its rules? And then therefore, like, I feel like with magic systems, like the, the reason you want really good rules for a magic system is so that you can have consequences to those rules breaking. Yes. Right? And so like, that's why a good magic system is so fun because it's like you understand, it's like a board game, right? It's like when, when two things or two or three, a sequence of events happens in a board game, it's like, whoa, oh my God, like that can't happen like that because this will happen, you know? And so like, right. that's why magic systems are so cool, but they have to be consistent. Right. Totally. Or else it just kind of like waters them down a little bit. And I feel like, Sometimes it helped characters access magical powers and sometimes it prevented magical ca- powers. And I feel like Rin really struggled at the beginning hmm. in order to access her magical powers. And then like sometimes by the third book, there's newer characters who are learning magic and they didn't have the same experience of struggling that she did, even though they're like not as powerful in the end as she was. If I'm that trying makes to sense. Remember, I'm trying to remember what Rin's... Um... We're not a different situation than a lot of the other people that were learning it. Yeah. I can't remember. So I, I wasn't able like to write it off ago. for that reason. Um, but there was just like some weird, like, okay, sure. 
Like <laughs> you can just change that, I guess. I think the reason I like that the at least the ending, and without spoiling too much for people that haven't read the Poppy War, but I just I don't know. It, it was kind of one of those endings where I was like, I was like, nice. That's an ending. Like yeah. I, it's yeah. over. You know what I mean? Like it's totally, totally. <laughs> like it's. Uh, do I like it? Like maybe not. You know what I mean? Like right. maybe maybe I'm not like a big fan of like how certain people turned out right, but things but played the, out yeah the story is super over so it's yes. just like yeah i like that a lot it was it. satisfying i think rf kuang has a is a really confident writer you know what That's i mean a good way of saying yeah it. like a I very think, she never second guesses herself oh no no she's never. like this is how i'm doing this and i don't give yeah. a shit if anybody has a problem with it and <laughs> yeah, it's just like, and that's that's admirable. yeah it's a vibe i get from those books even though I think Rin as a main character is probably like maybe one of my least favorite characters to read in like a Man. trilogy that I've read before. <laughs> yeah, I never liked know? Rin. I don't, well, you're not supposed to, you know? No, no, which was good advice for me to hear what you told me on the second book. You're like, you're not supposed to. I was like, okay, that helps me under- like it more, actually. I think you're supposed to feel for her. You know what I mean? Like, but you're not yeah. supposed to. I don't, I was never like on her side, really. I was really interested yeah. in what was happening around the shitty, weird things she was doing. You know what I mean? But it's like at, at no point, especially in the Burning God, was I like, "Come on, Rin!" Like I'm right, on, right. Yeah, Rin, like, Rin, Rin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think that's cool that like Kuang was like, "All right, this is the kind of character." I mean, if I don't know if this is literally what she was trying to do, but that's what happened with me. So if that is the situation, then I think it's really cool that Kuang was like, "All right, you know what? Like, let's get someone that's kind of messed up." But what if yeah. what if someone got more messed up actually as right right let's the maybe situation was developing, you know which is both kind of like hard to read and annoying to read about, but also kind of refreshing in the way that like not all stories in real life like end well, nor do the people like get better as they progress through their series of like terrible decisions. Right? Sometimes it just yeah. kind of like makes them spiral even worse and like to the nice end to... of that first book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The end. The. Uh... <laughs> Man, uh, she has a good I, way with all of the endings. Really, it's like it always ends like woo. <laughs> and the end, I just remember like being out in public when I read the oh. ending of that. For and the there's a scene in that first book where I was like, they published this. Like whoa, like, damn! Like this is one of the heaviest things I've yeah. ever read in a in like a fantasy book. Like, yeah, but he, and I've read some heavy stuff. Those. The like, books definitely yeah. uh, are written in a way that makes you care, and you definitely get emotionally invested in the books. Though at times you will hate Rin, and at times even a lover of large scale warfare will think, "Man, this is a lot of war." So it's a lot know. of war. It's a lot it's of people lot of standing war. around. Uh, what did I say? Talking it's about like, war. A lot of people war. looking at maps on tables, maps. which is weird <laughs> that there's you some geological that. or geographical inconsistencies, right? Because I feel like they're looking at maps so much. <laughs> I'm glad you finished that though. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, me too. Me too. And then, like I said, I'm still trucking my way through 16 ways to defend a walled city and like, you know, the relentlessly smart, smart mouthed, um, kind of witty. He's a character. Uh, the wise cracking genius character is like a one that I really enjoy listening oh, yeah. to. And like, I kind of resonate a lot with actually. So <laughs> I, I liked it a lot. It's really good. And I'm liking it a lot and I'm excited to read it more. And that is it for, Oh, oh, oh one more thing. Hey. Okay, I'm almost done. Then you can go. Okay, so I started watching, um, and I'm like a little bit into season two of it, a show on Netflix called The Badlands. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, Yeah, it's like a post-apocalyptic story about, um, you know, the world has been destroyed. Kind of think 
Mad Max. It's kind of like a Mad Maxy universe where like it's mm-hmm. been broken down. Gas is like a very vital resource, and the the world, as far as we're exposed to it, is like composed of the Badlands, which is where the name of the show comes from. Oh, it's and in, um, into the Badlands. Into the Badlands. That's what the yeah. show's called. Yeah. And they live in the Badlands, and it's kind of been divided up into like these uh, kings, for lack of a better term these like barons who uh, rule the areas and they all have their little soldiers and there's like a oh, few people that are special cool. and man it's been really cool yeah it wasn't i kind of thought it was going to be a little bit more like honestly like bad you know like i thought it was just going to be a little bit like two bit like kind of cheap and it's not like amazing but it's, it's like a lot better than i thought it was going to be and i'm thoroughly enjoying it so if you want something to like do while you're writing a report or something it's a fun show to watch and it has really good fight scenes a lot of really good fight scenes oh i, I think this was an amc show that got pushed yeah over. Oh yeah, AMC usually makes pretty good stuff. So yeah, yeah I didn't know it was AMC. Um, but now that you say that, it, I should know because it says that at the beginning of every one. <laughs> you don't pay attention to stuff like that. No, no, I don't. Um, but yeah, I really liked it, and it's like a fun. It doesn't quite have that like, like I, I don't know. I don't really like the style of fighting where people are like running through the air on like bamboo, to, like they can run up a wall oh, sort I of thing. Like, it's not stuff. very realistic. <laughs> I love and this that has stuff. like a. <laughs> very light use of that enough cool. just to make the fights really cool but not enough to be like that would never happen like of course it wouldn't but like whatever you know and there's a lot of like unnecessary cartwheels and cart uh <laughs> yeah, just like flips and stuff yeah thing and they like throw a front flip in there for like literally no reason <laughs> you could just walk forward but they expose their back and do a thing that they might like sprain their ankle on instead and it's just like a ridiculous decision but uh so cool. it looks awesome <laughs> so yeah if you're looking for something lighthearted, just don't go into it being like i'm expecting the pinnacle of cinematic experience like it's not that but it is really fun and uh good use of your time i would say if you're trying to be entertained so and look for some action okay now tell me about your week good sir or your weeks oh yeah okay so uh, as everybody knows because i've been complaining about it all over instagram uh i quit smoking like a month ago how's that going good yeah um i you know i uh, i had a couple while i was moving your boy broke down uh Dude, that's I, what happens man uh, but yeah, that's so, okay. But I'm good. Yeah, I haven't in a, in a while, and uh, I don't want to go you. back or anything. And the the couple that I had didn't do anything for me, and I was just stressed out because I was moving and stuff. And I was like, oh my god, I need a cigarette. And then I had one. And I was like, I just feel kind of gross yeah, and cool. anxious now. And like, uh, it's you just, don't smoke all the time. They taste pretty bad. They did. Yeah. Um. So like, I'm I'm I I think I'm out of the woods. I think it takes like two or three months for you to like really really be out of there but i think i made it over like the hump but let me tell you folks uh, if you're listening right now and you smoke uh, or you like nicotine in any of its various forms um i wouldn't necessarily recommend quitting right in the middle of you moving out of the place man like, I or like quitting caffeine and sugar simultaneously was what you did also yeah yeah i would not recommend crazy i would not recommend it um moving it, every time man moving sucks so much moving it's like sucks. it's just never a fun process at all but this one wasn't too bad like uh you mm. know it was it was fine didn't take too long we're still getting settled in here um but i really like my new place and how everything. do you like the new spot i was gonna say it's do you, awesome. do you like it's, it? it's cool. really cool i was living in like a dank to like dirty basement in portland and uh, for those of you who don't so know, wet portland's so like it's, wet it's really like dank dank is the right word i feel like it's always is in portland it doesn't matter what time of year it is it's always just about to rain or it already has rained and it's not raining anymore. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so it's true just, it's always it's like somebody just went through and gave the whole city a once-over with water like every couple days you know it, yep. it's very very wet here that's how eugene and was too when i lived there just always it, rained or always about to rain 
it makes it it's a beautiful place to live it really is but it's not a great place to live in a a semi-finished basement for two years yeah i Uh, could feel that weighing upon you so yeah now we're in a second story walk up and it's um it's nice and dry and it's it's well lit there's sunlight in here and stuff and it's it feels really good we're not all the way settled in yet we don't have a couch we left the old couch or we got rid of the old couch i should say and didn't bring it to the new spot but we're also too poor to buy another couch now <laughs> so I mean, yeah, we that couch life you know it's fine yeah uh, i've been sitting on a cot while playing video games um, delightful is... you should keep an eye on like facebook marketplace and like craigslist like if you go get it there's a lot of free couches out there uh well i don't i, I don't know we're gonna we're gonna see because unless I, you're I saving wanna, up for some nice yeah i kind of want to like buy like an adult couch like i've been okay. i've been like sitting on like kind of gross like street couches for two decades like i, don't, I hear you not two decades but a while uh but yeah the new place is great um it's really nice to have some sunlight in my office and stuff and i'll keep taking more pictures and showing everybody up on the instagram and stuff what i've got going on with this but as far as what i've been reading oh no i should tell you about people were asking me about uh moving all these books and stuff and i've got like a ton of these books evan sent me a few pictures of the last few weeks of the few times we did communicate of like him being like dude look at this pile of book it looks pretty good in the background i can see Evan on camera right now and his room looks organized so that's good oh it's always organized well i always sometimes you help a buddy move or something and then you go over there like six months later and you're like there's still like 40 (laughs) boxes in the garage like what are you i can't i can't i can't live like that oh me neither i gotta move in you know uh as far as stuff i read um so i read a lot actually i read a bunch of different stuff um so i read two books by an author named frederick bachman who is from sweden i believe um and one was called a man called Ove Ove. I still don't know how to pronounce it. O V E, uh, a Swedish person. Excuse me, a Swedish person on my TikTok page told me that it's pronounced Uve, and then another Swedish Uve. person was like, "It's Ove." So <laughs> that's confusing. <laughs> Thanks, Swedes. <laughs> I've got Swedish people in my comments arguing with each other about how to pronounce stuff in their own language but um which is I weird read... i feel like when i think of swedes i think of like not an argumentative people in any way you know <laughs> i mean i'm not generalizing <laughs> off of this one thing but um so i read this book called a man called oh i'm gonna say Ove, um okay. and it's a really popular book by a really popular author and i had always kind of had my eye on it i've seen a lot of people talking about it but um basically what it's about is like it's about a widower in his uh late late 50s i believe um who's living in sweden and um just really curmudgeon-y really angry just no respect for like any young people or like the way the society handles itself and just always just he, he just really doesn't appreciate the, the society that he's living in and, like, <laughs> okay. just thinks everybody's just stupid except for him and stuff but sure it was it was a very kind of like you know christmas carol type thing you know Scrooge, like, sort of <laughs> but like i really really enjoyed it and i re- and it was you know it's 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 really at its core about someone who's really sad, who's having a hard time communicating his mm. feelings. You know what I mean? And like, I totally. felt like that a lot before. Um, I was kind of feeling like that, honestly, like while I was reading it. And I feel like the book mm. kind of just like came to me at like a pretty awesome time where I was feeling a little bit isolated and there were people around me that really cared about what was going on with me and stuff. And, you know, you, you got to do a little bit of the work of like on your own end sometimes and like yeah. be ready to like, talk to people and stuff and it's just right like right like really people awesome can't book. help what they don't know yeah um so i really like that book a lot i would totally recommend it to anybody and then i read anxious people which is another frederick bachman book that everybody told oh, you, me to you read Bachman'd out well i've well, i've earned out we kind of had some similarities yeah. in the um 
Anxious People was not that great. I did not really? really like it that much. And I know that a lot of people really did enjoy it. Um, I liked the ending a lot, but it was kooky and weird and like i didn't like the humor in it and it was just hmm. not really well, my like vibe i don't know or... i think it was just like the, the characters were like so i think he was trying to do like a like you ever see that movie crash yeah huh? okay i think he was trying to do something kind of like that where it's like oh these okay. people are all like a lot more connected than you think they are totally it's like i really appreciated that and like i also really appreciated like his ability as a writer is really impressive you know what i mean like the way that he's able to kind of like dig into people and really dig into you know the story is pretty simple but he kind of like chops it up in a really interesting way in both this book uh in, in both anxious people and a man called Oof. um but with anxious people i don't know like the characters are just kind of like everybody just seemed like a little bit too stupid like conveniently stupid but then uh, okay so there's like a reason for it so i like totally get it but uh, i i understand why he wrote the characters the way he did but i didn't like reading them but you couldn't like resonate with them and their decisions i did eventually sometimes. i don't know i'm not gonna try i'm not trying to spoil anything but like I would still say anxious people is worth it. It is called anxious people, right? If you're going to have a problem with anything, it might be the characters, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty anxious <laughs> myself. All these so. people are so anxious. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, um, I, I, like I said, I appreciated it, but it's just, I just didn't like it as much. I was kind of on a high after list, after reading um, A Man Called Oove. And then when I read anxious people, I was like, eh, I don't know about that. But there's another book series that he has called uh, Bear Town, which is a trilogy that apparently is really, really great, and it and it kind of reads a little bit differently than the other two. So I'll give those a shot because I really like his writing. He's he's a very good writer, and it's just I don't know. I like how he kind of like plays around with themes of like you know mental health, uh, trauma, just like just you know stuff that's like really okay. interesting. But he kind of like Did you compare his writing style to anything or anyone? Um, easily. I don't know. Actually, like, is it punchy? Is it a little it's very playful? It's pretty playful. playful. Okay, interesting. Yeah um like christopher moore playful not quite like that not, okay not, but but you know like in there but it's okay. not it's not quite there pratchett playful no no not pratchett no, playful yeah no. that's a very unique playfulness yeah but if you do like pratchett i would say you might like bachman actually okay yeah, yeah. if you like pratchett and more you might like bachman um but uh, so i read both of those um i'll probably read baritown at some point soon though and then also i finished valor yeah faithful and the fallen so we're halfway through it I have mixed feelings on it so Same. far. Do you really? Okay. I um, really do. So there's a lot of stuff about Faithful and the Fallen that I really like a lot. Uh, chief among those things, I would say the battles and yep. like the, the, the main story, like what's actually happening. Like, like the flow of events. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just, it's interesting. The, the sequence that John Gwynn is writing, you know what I mean? Like the, the, I don't want to give too much away, but the central idea the, the central is, idea is, is pretty cool i don't super care about any of the characters at all no, like I, no. I really it's all kind of like this blur for me everyone has really similar sounding names yep similar personalities this, even kind of this feels like a debut series for sure like it feels like there's a lot here where it's just like man like why did you name these characters like why is there a kuin and a corbin and a uh, a a camlin and a Coraline and, a, and they all start with c they've all got r's and right. n's and it's just like dude please there's a rafe and a braith and a brath and a brennan and a, <laughs> yeah. and, a, and a brenna and, a, and it's just like okay so that's one thing that's very frustrating for sure yes and then the other thing is i just feel like it's tonally a little weird 
like it's it's very like sweet and innocent a lot of the time but then there's mm. just like these these like teenagers are just murdering like so many people and it's just i don't feel it like i don't right the struggle sometimes is not real it feels like too many people are dying for how these characters feel about it you know what i mean like that's yeah. kind of like the way that i feel about it but so those are like my only two real gripes with it is that i'm a little bit confused about like kind of like who is doing what sometimes and like i have to like really go back and look through the dramatis personae um so there's that and then like kind of just some tone stuff that's like i hope it gets evened out later but i am still really curious as to like especially with the end of valor if you're reading along the ending of valor was crazy and then it just yeah. ended you know yeah. like that was like that last like 50 pages i was just like good job making me like yeah. okay i'm gonna read the third one for no, sure absolutely <laughs> yeah I, I would agree with you the third one. Yeah. i would agree with you in a similar way in that like the book it's like he was like oh this is a cool story and it is and then he was like and i'm going to show you so many different views of it from so many different angles that you'll that the reader will be benefited with this like really real well fleshed out story that gets seen and experienced by many different angles. And the problem was is that like, I don't know the story as well as he does. And so it's like, I'm struggling to kind of figure it all out. And there's so many perspective changes that it's like, it's hard to develop a care because I'm seeing it from so much. So many let different me, angles. Let me see if I can, let me see if I can give a little bit of an analogy here. It's like, okay. it's like if you had never been to Disneyland and somebody was like, Oh dude, I'm going to show you Disneyland, but they only showed you like security camera footage. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, that's kind of how I feel where I'm like, I'm getting it. Like I understand, yeah, but it's like, it but it. like, but like I really would have appreciated if you had kind of like started up at the gate and like, showed, right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. We got a couple of, elephant ears and then we went on around our way yeah. to the Epcot scene. All it's, the just, world. Yeah. it's just kind of the way that i'm feeling about it where it's like i keep getting these glimpses it's like by the time i'm like settled in with one cool character it's the end of the chapter and i don't know right. when i'm going to see that character again and we're with sometimes a long time it's like he introduced a new character like two-thirds of the way into the book and i was like dude what are Man. you doing like right. why are you doing this right now like why like and then I there's like this don't care enough about the other ones right Give and, then it's, time with and it's like so you get you gave me like this new character who on paper is pretty awesome and i think you know who i'm talking about and then there's yep. like this kind of like emotional moment with that character with another character and i was like i'm not getting any of this because that other character doesn't even have a pov chapter right. so right. it's just like like I, kinda, I don't even know why but but like i said the but it's like it's like all the dressing around it is really cool you know what yep. i mean and yep. it's like all the all the the reasons why it's cool is cool you know and like that's why i want to keep reading it but i i really hope that with ruin or excuse me with wrath the third book um i would really like to f I, I would really like to feel like something was at stake because it really i don't feel very afraid for any of the characters right now I don't yeah. feel like like things, places, strongholds can get lost. I feel like like I'm not confident in those things, yeah. security, but the, the character's actual life and their livelihood. I don't really feel that like there are certain characters. I'm like, nope, this person will live through this. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's some plot armor stuff going on here, but we're only halfway through the series. And to be fair, he has this, four of them. He has killed off a POV character, which that is true. I think that that was yeah i want to give him a little bit of credit um the writing is pretty solid i feel like um it's serviceable the bad the action scenes are really good yeah um, his blocking is very good the blocking is really cool, cool um i like the the kind of like mystique of like like how it's kind of like with song of ice and fire where you're like well how much magic is really like 
happening here like right right i do like that quite a bit and i like how it's kind of like a lord of the rings take on magic almost it's like there but not kind of i like it um i'm really excited to keep um reading them and like obviously talking about them here on the podcast with you but um yeah just like epic fantasy i just i think i'm just like not quite in the mood for it right now but i hope i am by the time i get to malazan but i think that's like just like a different animal it's you know, a different animal, man. It's yeah, a different it's like a animal different thing. <laughs> it, it's oh, it's so gritty, dude. I'm so excited to read Malazan. And like I haven't read the whole thing. So I've read, I think like, read like eight seven of them or eight. something. Yeah, something like that. And it took me a while. And I remember even during the first book thinking and then continuing to think on that the same thing throughout the whole rest of the books. I'm really excited for the second time I read these. Yeah. And because I'm gonna get so much more out of it this time. And that hopefully I can help you get so much more out of it because I have gone through the story already and i'm now kind of seeing it for the second time you know man we're gonna get you've whiskey read jack three and right fiddler we're gonna get oh, oh yeah you've read one or two right how many i've read uh okay so i so was i, I half... thought for a second that you hadn't read any but then i remember you've read some no. okay so i've read <laughs> so funny i've read memories of uh, excuse me i've read gardens of the moon twice okay. i've read dead house gates <laughs> once and then i was and then i was in the middle of memories of ice when I started making content on TikTok, and then I stopped, oh, wow. reading, I stopped reading Malazan because I was like, I, I gotta to read, books. I gotta read other stuff. Um, totally. But Memories of Ice was great. Like one? I was, I was really That's getting my favorite into one. it. Yeah, I was really getting yeah. into it. Carson Orlong is yeah. potentially my favorite character of all fantasy of all time. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited to read Malazan. But um, yeah, so Valor was cool. I, I just, I kind of just, you know, I just want things to hit a little bit harder with it, yeah. and I, I don't know exactly like where that's going to come from right you know, now is just maybe i'll get more into the characters as we go it's just i just wish that man like i'm not trying to rewrite the books for john Gwynn or anything and it was a debut series and stuff but it's like dude you just it would have been really cool if we had like three or four characters you know what i mean and yeah, we had like longer chapters with them so much and, sharper and like and i could just just read those characters you know like but yeah there's like literally so, there's like eight that, different you... povs in this in this book so uh, oh oh so many and, and you know hopefully well, I'm sure that uh, you probably won't say this, but like, man, uh, it might be a good precursor to Malazan because you might at one point in the next Maybe. few months think you find yourself saying like, I wish these books hit a little less hard. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go back to Faithful in the Fallen yeah, where I knew everybody but, was going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Well, there's yeah. some horrific, there's a scene especially that I'm thinking of in Malazan books that <laughs> it will never get out of my head. <laughs> it's so awful. Um, let's see here. So I finished Valor. Um, I'm still reading Iron Gold. I had to kind of put it on the back burner for a little bit, but I'm halfway through Iron Gold. Um, I got to a point where I was like, oh, here we go. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah like it finally the, does. Yep, it's yep. like right in the middle of the book. Where totally. it, like, so like that first it half of the book. While. Yeah, it was kind of weird because um, Which it's is different. It's it's really interesting with this. Um, for anybody that hasn't read Red Rising before, uh, you're only in one character's head for the first three books. And then in Iron Gold, Pierce Brown was like, let's go like three of them you know like let's yeah, just which let's, is nice that's four actually part. um but it's, it's, it's funny it because good bad well what he did was he kept one he kept the main pov uh yep. darrow and then he went to another pov from a character who i was really excited to get a pov from and then two characters i'd never heard of in my entire life and so yeah. it, <laughs> so those but then one of those characters i think is really interesting and the other one i just have no idea really what's going on at all so it may it makes the book feel a little bit kind of like you're kind of limping along whereas the first three yeah we're very like okay the here's the, sprint. This is the only person you need to care about here we go we're going right now we're You're like we're breathless yeah, um but then he kind of like grinds everything to a halt which makes a lot of sense because 
of the way that things were left in the third book. It's like, yes, I feel like with Pierce, I would like, I'd really like to pick Pierce Brown's brain and just ask, like, did you know that this was going to be kind of painful to, to write it like this? Because, but you knew it was, it, you had to, right? But like, this part was a little weird, you know, but, right, you, right. but it's going to make sense eventually. It's like, he was like, okay, I know, but just bear with me. We have to do it like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I could have, I would have like recommended that he change the story in any way, or if he could have no, done it in no. any way differently, that would have no, been better. Sense. But there's definitely a, a change of the feeling and the pacing flow. and the flow of the book yeah. in a huge way from the first three. Uh, Pierce Brown commented on one of my posts on Instagram. Really? I know. I was like, oh, hey. was, it, was it about his books? Yeah, it was about, uh, I said that if your favorite book is Red Rising, you've tried to organize a strike at work. No, I said, if your favorite book is Red Rising, you keep trying to, you keep joking about organizing a strike at work, but you're not really joking, you know? <laughs> and then Pierce <laughs> Brown, he, he just wrote, ha ha. And I was like, come oh, on. Oh, well, that's pretty man. good. Like, just be friends. Like, come on, man. You're yeah, following Daniel Green. Cool. Come on, you can follow me. <laughs> yeah, did he not follow him? He commented and didn't follow. I feel like it's pretty low. No, right, right, no. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to leave <laughs> him on hell, red. Dude? Yeah. <laughs> I like slid into his DMs because of a story of his that I saw. And he like messaged me back and stuff oh, cool yeah but it's like dude come on let's be friends come on, yeah Maybe. let's be homies um Man, but and, Pierce, and Pierce, you, i know you're listening three, yeah i mean we know you're listening Pierce. and let me just tell you those first three books that you've written um and i'm sure that the next three though they are different but man those first three books are are probably in my top 10 list of all time favorite books to read like they're so good and are so exciting and just like i said i'm breathless most of the story because you just like are sprinting your way through this action-packed betrayal story of absolute insanity and it's just never lets off of the gas pedal for those three books you're just like speeding your way through them and it's just man what a, what a ride so uh i am getting through iron gold uh, that's another priority of mine this week along with when women were dragons and uh, the next book in the faithful and the fallen and stuff uh, that's yeah. And then what else did I read? I read this book called Sour Candy by uh, Keenan Patrick Burke, who is an Irish horror author. It was like an 80 or 90 page book, but it was very creepy. Um, and I made a video about it that convinced a bunch of people to go read it. And then um, he followed me on TikTok, actually. Um, hey, he's really nice. he's really funny. Uh, I really like his content. You should all follow uh, Keenan Patrick Burke because he's a really funny TikTok content creator. It's just him in his kitchen, like at like this one specific angle, just <laughs> talking about shit. But um, yeah, Sour Candy was really creepy. Uh, it was kind of like Eldritch, like cosmic type horror that started really weird and then just kind of spiraled into this weird fever horror dream. You know, it was it was really cool. I I was uncomfortable when I was reading it, but I think it was like a good kind of uncomfortable. You know, I'm not gonna like. He's not canceled or anything. <laughs> right, right, like, right. I was, just, it was, I was the the kind of uncomfortable I want to be when I'm reading that kind of horror. And it was like such a cool balance of like him vividly describing something, but me having no idea what it was. You know, which is just so hard to do. I imagine. You know, uh, it was really short. So yeah, go check out Sour Candy if uh, if you've never read it before. And he's got some other stuff that I'm kind of interested in reading for sure. Uh, I also finished up the Tawny Man trilogy by Robin Hobb. Oh my god, man! <laughs> I didn't. Even, I still haven't made a video about it just because I haven't really collected my thoughts on it. It was like such a whirlwind, and it was so long, man. It was that last book was nine hundred pages long, and and it was just, it was so good. 
it was weird how much I wanted to be done with it by about like 800 pages into the last book. You know, I was like 2000 pages into this series and I was just like, Oh my God, man, I'm so exhausted with just how I feel about all this. But then that last like hundred pages of the last book was just so Mm, like just like <laughs> like like she grabbed every string every heart string i had and just was yanking on it like it was it was so beautiful and so cool and just to see a character that i love so much like go through that so much and just be in his head the entire time and just nobody does it no one does it like robin hobb man like i cried at the end of the first book i cried at the end of the second book i cried at the end of the third book and i was so bored through all of them like <laughs> it's such a weird combination like it was very odd even listening to you be like man it's such a slog and i'm loving every yeah. second of it i'm like, like how are those two things existing in I don't the same know. universe only uh, only i mean it's not boring in the sense that i that it's bad or it's just it's just like the whole second book well not like 95% of book two, Golden Fool, takes place at Buck Keep. It's all in the castle. The whole book. Wow. The whole thing. You know, and That's it's just, a lot of Buck Keep. It's a lot of like, it's a lot of like, Fitz goes down to the town to talk to somebody and then learns something new and then goes back up to Buck Keep Castle and talks to Shade for a little bit and then talks to the fool for a little bit and then talks to Shade and then goes back down into the castle and then goes back in and then he goes into the kitchen and then he goes back to talk to Shade and it's just like, back and forth through all of this like with him just like learning a little bit and thinking about stuff and being sad about stuff and it's like this big like working list of everything Fitz is stressed out about and like how he feels about stuff you know it's it's very repetitive repetitive but it's also like it's like you're reading your best friend's diary you know and sometimes it feels it's like so personal like the way that he feels about things you know and you're just Mm -hmm. like geez man like this is so rough like what you're going through right now um man it's it's so good uh so next time i think i'm going to read the Rainwild chronicles or is that what they're called chronicles the Rainwild stuff i think um, so Rainwild books <laughs> yeah is that what they're called i don't Rainwild something Rainwild chronicles yeah the first book is called dragon keeper there's four of them i've heard they're not as good but they are necessary if you want to read the fits in the full trilogy which is the last trilogy in the realm of the elderlings um so yeah i'm going to take a little bit of a break um, I'll probably read, uh, I think next year I'm going to read Rainwild and Fits in the Fool. But I'm going to take a little break on Robin Hobb. Just so you know, though, everybody, Robin Hobb is amazing. Go read Assassin's Apprentice. Do yourself a solid. Go read some Robin Hobb. What else? Man, I've read so much stuff. Uh, okay, so uh, also, um, I read. I reread The Name of the Wind while I was You reread moving. The Name of the Wind? Wow, that's so <laughs> yeah. funny, dude. I thought yeah. about rereading The Name well, of the I, Wind. I, yeah, and then I, I picked up the- Jules Verne. I listened to it on audio on audiobook while I was moving. Um, I've never listened to it on audiobook. How was the experience? And who's the reader? Okay, so uh, a lot of people really like Nick Padel. I'm not saying Nick Padel's bad at his job. I don't really like the way that he reads those books, okay. and I think it. I think it might be a little bit. And I'm making. I'm in the middle right now of making a really long, like, ten minute TikTok video about nice. my experience rereading Name of the Wind. I'm not going to get into all of it right now because it'll it'll stretch out this episode by a, by a lot. Sure. So I have a lot of thoughts because uh, this is this is my fifth reread of Dude, the Name I'll of the Wind. Maybe I'll read at some point in the next month or so, and we'll just like <clears> we can do a Name of the Wind episode. episode. Oh, I, I, I love that. I would, I would love, love to do that, that dude, because I, I really yeah. was very close to rereading it this last week. Um, so like, but I will say though, it's like, I don't like the way that Nick Fidel reads it, but I think that's mostly because of the way it's written and not necessarily his delivery. Interesting. You know what I mean? I, 
I think I'd be hypercritical of the read too, just because I love that book so much. Uh, so in its own I, way, you know, I liked it more on this reread, but I also liked it less than this is how I feel after every reread. Yeah, because you're like, more of a mature reader. Same. Well, and, and like, I think, uh, yeah, I think like I, I have a different eye towards critique and stuff now that I've been yes. doing it for a couple of years, but also, um, the, the main thrust of like the video that I'm going to make on TikTok is essentially like, why do I love this so much? And why right, am I right. so ready to critique and criticize it too? Yeah, like why? Yep, that's exactly right. <clears throat> and I think without giving too much of the video away, because I want people to watch the video, but I think that Patrick Rothfuss either wrote the best unreliable narrator of all time <laughs> or he wrote one of the worst characters of all time. And I, I'm really? leaning, I'm leaning towards the former. I think Patrick Rothfuss knows what he's doing. And I think there's a reason why Quoth is such a unbearable shithead. Like he is, he is such a frustrating, like the way that he's like, there's parts in the book where he's like, he's, he's just like multiple parts of the book where he's just like, I wouldn't expect you to understand this, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. know, and it's, and it's, so, it's very grating. It's really frustrating, but I think maybe this is my theory and I'm gonna get into it more in a video and I'm going to stop talking about name of the wind after this. Cause I have so many thoughts on it. Don't but feel like, the need to, but I just think that maybe Patrick Rothfuss was like, okay, what if this, what if this bartender was so washed up that he was actually really excited at the, the prospect of reliving his his youth through chronicler just embellished the shit out of it and oh. also one thing that i've thought about too is that a lot of what these two books are about are about it's about it's a story about stories right yes, and yes. a lot of the time when quoth hears about something and then he kind of like learns more about it it's not exactly the way it was when he was told the story that's a, that's a very big theme running through both of those books is that totally. the story I mean, like that you hear the shandrian exactly it's, like, is all it's not always the way that it was told before so it's yeah, like totally i think that's a big it's a big tell where patrick Rothfuss is like this guy is so unreliable that like you hate him like he's gonna he, he like coat the bartender is so washed up and he's so sad he's such a sad person that he is going to make up all of this and he's he's gonna love how how annoying not not love how annoying he's going to love embellishing this story because like it's so unbelievable the way that Quoth literally bows and everybody claps like multiple times yeah, like the, yeah. the the absolute like da -da -da, hail me moment but but and i'm gonna go through a bunch like i said a bunch more stuff on this video I but get off to those moments though yeah but like uh looked at through in a, in a certain context it's like it's kind of it's unbelievable even for fantasy you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like when quoth saves fella you know what i mean yeah like yeah. that whole like explosion situation it's like hmm and i hope that you're right but i feel like i feel like rothfuss is so in love with the character that he's created i don't know i don't, that, know. Like, I don't know if he'd be willing to like that. sacrifice enough of him on the table of like re of writing a real character that people can get behind and understand maybe he's just the hero of all heroes he wrote but, superman but why would rothfuss include so many other disappointing stories in his disappointing story yeah, you know what i, I mean know. like i think he's trying to tell us something i hope like you're I, right i hope I, you're right i mean i think that a writer of this caliber who's able i mean it's, it's a i mean what however you look at name of the wind it's a good book like that first it's book is book. It's i don't amazing. i'm not a huge fan of wise man's fear i don't think it's as good personally i think the first like uh, it's third, not as amazing 
the first like third of wise man's fear is pretty solid but it gets really weird really fast yeah. and it stays really weird um but uh, but there's still like he he created a hell of a world you know what he I mean? captured like, my heart with that oh, first yeah. time i read name of the wind man oh oh yeah no I've been a lot of people like apostle yeah. for a long time and um, like i now become mature enough of a reader to see it from other angles um thanks a lot in part to yourself but like Man, there's a lot of goods to be said about that book. I'm gonna move on just because um I don't want to I don't want to talk about this. Like, we're, we'll do a whole episode on it. It's good. Go, yeah, seriously, go it. go reread it. I'd love to have a whole episode where we talk about it. Yeah, let's reread let's... Name of the Wind, guys. Read with me. <laughs> let's let's do it. Uh, maybe I'll listen to Wise Man's Fear while you're at it too. Yeah, yeah. do that. I kind of want to. It's so good. Yeah, I, just, I, I skipped over some stuff. Them, I skipped over some stuff. There's like some parts where I was just like, oh, this is so cringy. Like when both uh, I don't want to give it away. Okay, um, okay I'm okay. gonna move on. <laughs> I'm gonna move on. Um, so chapter. <laughs> that's all the stuff. That's all the stuff that I read while I was doing all this other stuff. But um, I'm reading right now a book called The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy, which is just oh mm, mm, yes, it's just it's just like exactly like the it's like this perfect mix of like dark and whimsical and cute and cozy and just oh it's such a good book, man. It's this is like one of my favorite books of the whole year. It's it's awesome. Like it. It's a, I don't even know how to start explaining it. So it's a secondary world. And it's kind of like that movie, You Got Mail with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, where it's okay. like, where it's like these two people who kind of like hate each other, um, kind of start corresponding, but they don't know that each other is the Enemies person they're corresponding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but like the world building around it is really solid. And it's, okay. it's a, there's a lot What's of the setting. Is it like fantasy? Um, no, not really. I would say it's more kind of akin to the, the way that I'm picturing it is it i mean it is fan fantasy but it's like the way i'm picturing it, it's it's kind of like like books of Babel or like um okay or like, like um, almost steampunk a little that bit fantasy. show that show um that the people that made league of legends made oh yeah um oh what can i ever oh, remember what? oh that's so close so close arcane sorry arcane there it, we go it's kind of like uh, i'm choosing to picture it I like arcane show, i know it's arcane stupid good but so good yeah undertaking of heart and mercy it's it's cute uh the writing is very good it's moving along at a really good pace i really care about what's going on and i would super super recommend this is like one of evan's highly recommended books of 2023 like if i could like gild a recommendation or something everybody would like this book it's, it's like the name one more time is going on my phone uh the undertaking of heart and mercy heart is spelled okay. h-a-r-t okay because <clears throat> one of the characters name is heart the other character's name is mercy got it um, it's just man um i'm really loving it and maybe um i, I haven't read a ton of romanticy i've read a decent amount but like i haven't read a ton of it Romanticy, maybe uh, maybe that's what it's called yeah that's a, that's a legitimate genre i'm like um, shocked that i've never heard that or at least never paid ooh, attention enough oh, to yeah. hear that word before it. i'm sure i probably have pay more attention chad because it's there seriously i know <laughs> it's great um but yeah i'm really enjoying it a lot and the next book comes out i think pretty soon the next few months um but i don't know if it's a, a direct sequel or not but it's just like you know same vein as like uh, you know you, you read um, something like Legends and Lattes for the first time, you're just like, oh, breath of fresh air. Like, fuck yeah. Like, this is so cool. Hell yeah. And, you know, like the, the ideas are good. The conversations are good. The characters are good. I'm just really enjoying myself. Uh, so that's it for what I'm reading. Um, so, yeah, I'm working on Wrath. I'm working on Iron Gold. I'm working on uh, When Women Were Dragons, finishing up with The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy. I think after The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy, I'm going to read The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches. 
Uh, so I want to read some like more. I'm I'm not reading horror this fall. I decided I didn't want to read any horror at all. Uh, yeah, because usually around, I can be not perfect for horror. Yeah, like usually around fall, I want to read horror, but this time I decided I wanted to read cozy stuff. I want to read ro- rom coms. I want to read cute like like. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be reading this series about a god war and another series about a revolution Malazan. in space. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to be reading Malazan and stuff, but there'll be some heavy. Heavy things but going I'm, on, but I'm tossing reading. in some cute stuff too. So smart. Um, so that's everything that I'm reading. Also, uh, so I'm gonna go over real quick what I've been playing. I haven't been watching anything. I've, I've, I think I watched watched one movie. I rewatched Fargo, which is a really awesome movie, by the way. Uh, nice, dude. I rewatched the the, the War of Worlds with Tom Cruise. Ooh, Tom Cruise. Ooh. Yeah, Amazing. I put my I think my period on my like Scientology Iran Hubbard like thing <laughs> by, by finishing watching the because I went back and watched all the like interviews with Tom Cruise about when the world when oh World Worlds was coming out and he was like attacking Brooke Shields for like yeah, I taking that. you know yeah. psychology or whatever <laughs> and uh, he, he was attacking her for taking antidepressants I'm pretty sure I think that's yeah what it yeah was. for yeah. postpartum depression yeah and, he, and and overall he was just more largely attacking all of psychology um but it was uh i put you're a period on that, that whole you're whole glib. thing yeah you're glib, yeah, you're glib. <laughs> it's, that interview is a piss, something oh, else yeah, man it's, it's wild beautifully done anyway almost for both of them really but certainly matt kind of won the won the the interview on that one uh, he's like let's talk about it we'll talk about life later let's get to talk about war of the worlds first like he just oh what a beautiful interview if you haven't seen the interview between um matt what's his last name matt it's like Stephanopoulos or something. Or no, it's Matt. Or... Oh, it's like, oh. Oh, I mean, no, it's Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer. Yeah. Matt Lauer. Yeah. Matt Lauer, yeah. Matt Lauer and uh, Nick Tom Cruise. Uh, Tom Cruise win the war about the War of the Worlds and Brooke Shields. Uh, it is real great and fun stuff. And you should watch it. And then watch War of the Worlds because that movie is awesome. Oh, yeah. It's Steven it's Spielberg, great. baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, yeah. I kind of was amazing. like hating Tom Cruise by the end of that interview. And then after War of the Worlds, I was like, man, but she sure can't act. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that, no. Um, Steven Spielberg and Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing about War of the Worlds is it's not even about like the war of the worlds. Like humans are being absolutely slaughtered almost 99% of that movie. Like winning no battles. Yeah. It's just, not it's war. like not about a fight. There's no war. It's just us running and being slaughtered and then like winning by accident. <laughs> and uh boy it's a great ride i remember i read war of the worlds the hg wells um oh cool book. um it's really interesting because the the beginning of it it's like it's really creepy because at the beginning the the main character is like observing like these weird things happening on mars yeah and he's just like what? oh on the mars hell? yeah well he's not on oh, mars he's looking at him from earth right so he's like oh, looking okay. through There's the telescope that in the movie Exactly. So it's like he's looking through like a telescope and he's like, what the hell is going on up there? So he's like seeing weird stuff. And then obviously a bunch of shit, shit goes down. But um, yeah. the book is the book is very um, creepy. It's just a very it's a weird book because it's, it's like this guy is just like wandering around, you know, um, looking at everything just being so horrible. You know? yeah, is it does does he have the um, his son and daughter with him? Because in the movie, it was very much about like a father no, no, and his relationship no, he, of yeah, like. He, Steve Spielberg and the crew definitely um, they added that okay yeah. which was a fun angle and like good for the acting and like the emotional side of it but uh I, I, I want to read the book now that would be interesting to read was it good because the movie definitely kind of yeah. captured the eerie aspect to it for sure yeah I mean um I've I mean I, I liked it I thought it was a little bit boring just because like kind of what we talked about earlier where it's just kind of like the writing style kind of clash with my preferences oh, okay um but like and like just the pacing and everything but I mean um I've heard that it was like an allegory for 
like imperialism, um, just like hmm. this idea that kind of like a like a, a very a, a more advanced culture will kind of just come in like bulldoze everything and just kind totally. of like ruin an entire culture like without really thinking much about it. It's know? not even hiding very hard, right? Because like the aliens are literally harvesting humans and like right, yeah, spraying yeah. our blood over the world to like use it as fertilizer for this weird like plant thing that they need growing or something, mm -hmm. kind of like the zerglings do in. Uh, um starcraft but like it's like there's some horrific scenes they look out of these expanses that are just like hundreds of miles till the end of the horizon just like drenched in human blood <laughs> you know like yeah i mean horrific it's, scenes. It's, i would i would recommend the book um i mean the movie's better <laughs> the movie's <laughs> not, to, fun, not to toss hg wells under the bus or anything it's you know it's genius and and everything but yeah spielberg and tom cruise making an alien oh, movie you it's are like, holding oh, your breath I'll, I'll watch that every time <laughs> so good um so I was playing Starfield. I put a little time into Starfield. Mm -hmm. Still haven't quite gathered my thoughts. Um, I stopped playing Starfield to play something else, which I'll talk about in a second. But if anybody is curious about my thoughts about Starfield, uh, I'm a pretty big Bethesda fan. I really, really like the old Fallout games. I like Fallout 3. I like Fallout 4, New Vegas. Uh, I've liked pretty much everything I've played by them. I even liked Fallout 76. I thought it was fine. Um, yeah, they have, as we I, said in the previous episode, have made some of the greatest games of all time, one could argue. What I will say is that I think Starfield is pretty boring. Like, it's <laughs> it's it's not a it's bad game. It's pretty boring. It's it's not bad at all. And I think, actually, it's like some of what I've seen is really cool. I like the music a lot. I like the gameplay. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Um, I like the way everything looks to a certain... It's like this cool kind of like retro, like kind of like analog like vibe, to, uh, aesthetic, okay. everything. It looks cool. Um, I like the way it feels. Um, some of the, the story elements are actually pretty rad too, I would say. Um, but it just feels like a game from like 2016. You know what mm. I mean? Like it, it feels like what happened was Bethesda was like, we want to make a space game. And then they kind of just turned off all their phones for like seven years and didn't look at anything else that anybody oh. was doing. And they were like, let's just do it the way we like, always do stuff. We'll yeah, make well, the best yeah, game if we just do it. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like, man, this is like, this menu system is weird. Like, mm. this is all just like very. Like, people have figured out ways to do this way better five years ago. Yeah. It's like Baldur's Gate 3 just came out and it, like a, allegedly like one of the best games ever made super amazing what else is, oh yeah like the new cyberpunk like um expansions just came out and everybody's like really excited about that and like oh, that's huh. like a modern and like looks really good and i don't know it's just um there's a game that my um that obsidian put out a few years ago called the outer worlds and yeah uh, i mean starfield is just kind of giving me like outer worlds like mass effect there's no there's no like continuous exploration like with skyrim and with fallout oblivion stuff like that they like put you in a spot in the beginning of the game and they're like okay just go like just go right. wherever the hell you want fun. and then in this game it's kind of like okay well you can go but like you got to get in your ship and like and then go over here and then like and like talk to this person and then when you're done talking with that person you can kind of like go wherever but like also you got to fast travel to this planet and go talk to this person and then it's, right okay it's very like broken up and kind of like discontinuous um mm. which i don't which it's like yeah, fine. I mean, it's still a good game, but your whole thing, Bethesda, was like this other thing that was really amazing, right. and you just didn't do it. And now it feels like I got all the elements from that thing that I really liked, like Skyrim, but you kind of like took the coolest element away from it and just right, threw it freedom. in space. And it's like, I don't know. Um, but I'm going to play it again. Um, I might start it over, but I did start a different game called Lies of P. 
Twitch. Ooh, I've never folks, even heard of that game. Folks, my friends, friends, neighbors, lovers, uh, Lies of P is so fucking good. <laughs> it's really? so good. I love it so much. It's a Bloodborne clone. And if anybody doesn't know well, what that means. Love it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so if anybody doesn't know what that means, you don't oh, know. This looks Blood... just like a. Ooh, <laughs> it's game. so good. Uh, so basically, like it's a clone, which means that this studio was really aware that they were making a game that was mechanically and tonally and the visually. exact same as Bloodborne. And we all know what's going on. They didn't rip anything off. They were like, this is what we want to do, you know? Um, so, and then everybody that bought it or has played it was like, that's fine with us. Please do that. And so they did it and they did a really good job with it, but it's a Bloodborne clone, which means it's got the same aesthetic, but it's also got a lot of its own originality and it's very loosely based on Pinocchio. I was just so, going to say, it says it was inspired by Pinocchio. Inspired by Pinocchio. That's interesting. It's like a dark, twisted Alice in Wonderland Pinocchio Dark Souls okay. thing. It's, That's kind of fun. It's, it's so good. And it's that kind like, of like loans well to that whole aspect theme honest, that the game honestly, has going on, the feel of it. I probably would have finished Iron Gold and we would have been able to make an episode on it this week if I hadn't started <laughs> playing Lies of P. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know me. I mean, like, I'm, I'm not a huge video game player. Like, I mean, I really like video games and I, I almost like talking about them more than I like playing them. Sure. Um, but uh, sometimes stuff really grabs my attention and I really nerd out on it. Like, um, Tears of the Kingdom did that. Elden Ring did that. Mm -hmm. So I, I was hoping Starfield would be kind of like that, but it's just not quite there for me i'm still gonna play totally. a decent amount of it but liza p definitely grabbed my attention i think it's well, got 100 of it fantastical like fairy tale-esque story that they could just turn a dark adventure Ooh, into yeah. it was it would already be dark. Like, do you remember the conversation that some of the villains were having in like that old disney pinocchio where they're talking yeah. about taking boys oh yeah it's awful to uh pleasure island then they like they never come back as boys and it's like it's a it's a wild conversation that is in yeah. this kids movie is like and you know what they never come back as boys <laughs> and everyone's like it's, it's pure evil like <laughs> it's wild that they put that in there have you seen the guillermo del toro um, new pinocchio movie no i don't think i have oh write this down please okay write this. you need to watch this okay yeah the new guillermo del toro pinocchio when how new not the new disney po pinocchio don't watch that one that one's bad okay. one with tom hanks don't watch the tom hanks one Okay. I mean, watch it if you want. I can't tell you what to do. Del but. Toro, not Tom Hanks. Okay. <laughs> That's going to get my phone. Um, <laughs> interesting. And it's really good. Is it creepy? I mean, it's Guillermo del Toro. So, sure, sure. Uh, so everything looks wet and weird. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And twin did kind of like, and the, like the neil gaiman of directors. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a very, very good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I just remember watching. In fact, I looked it up a couple weeks ago because I was like thinking of that conversation and that. Um, in the Pinocchio original movie by Disney, and I was just remember like, was that that's messed up as I remember it being? So I looked oh, yeah. up on YouTube, oh, watched yeah. a little clip, yeah. and it's even more so with my understanding of how the world works. And wow, it's a, <laughs> if you never heard it, look up the like, uh, what happens with little boys going to Pleasure Island scene in Pinocchio in the Disney movie, and just watch it if you want to be creeped out super. <laughs> Man, I, those old Disney movies, uh, I don't think they really were made for. I don't think they started like pivoting to kids for like a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like with um, like it's like they had like uh, Fantasia. Yeah, Fantasia gets dark too. It does very dark, and then like Real having dark. like Bambi. And there like, seems to be some like greater things being said. Yeah, I mean, like I don't think they really started pivoting to kids until like the Disney Renaissance, maybe like the eighties. Yeah, yeah, all the princesses. Yeah, or like um, 
uh, yeah, basically from like Little Mermaid to I want to say like Tarzan. Yeah, that's like the that's like the Renaissance. That's like the totally. This is this is for kids, you know. Yeah, like, but I mean, also adults can watch it. It's like Bambi. Dude, Bambi is so it's really sad. dark. It's really dark. I feel dark. like Bambi uh, was. I want to say Bambi was more like a. It was like a techno technical like Marvel for like yeah, animation, yeah. like the way that they were like stacking the um the different slides or I don't know what they call them for like the backgrounds right, right. and stuff. Where like they like that was really um revolutionary. Where they would like kind of take a slide that had like branches and stuff on it, and then the way that they would like move it only that one with the camera and like leave the other ones the way that they were, mm-hmm. and then it would like make this like weird three D effect, and like no other animation studios were doing stuff like that. But it's like. It wasn't like this whimsical, cool thing no, for kids. It's heavy. It was really heavy. And then um, even like Snow White is like really dark. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, Sleeping Beauty is really dark. You're right. Um, Sleeping Beauty is really dark. Cinderella is probably like the least dark out of all of yeah, those. Yeah, but even then but... there's a few moments in there where you're like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like once they kind of moved into like Sword in the Stone, Jungle mm-hmm. Book, it, they were getting started, a little bit more like focused on children. Yeah, they were kind of like rounding out the edges a little bit more. But those first ones, I mean, like if you watch Sleeping Beauty, like that movie scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. Like Same. that dragon, like at the very yeah. end, Ooh, the evil witch, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, and just how, just like how, like truly Renaissance, like middle, not even Renaissance, like I would call it like uh, like Dark Ages, like yeah, um, Sleeping Beauty is very like gothic. Is it, is it gothic? I don't even gothic know. is the right word for it. No, that it is totally. I suppose very gothic, like renaissancey. But then you get stuff like you know, Aladdin, and it's just like pretty bouncy Aladdin. and. Well, I, yeah. Aladdin's bouncy so cool. is a good word for it. But yeah, actually, I um I just got a new phone. And, Ooh, fun! Um, Which one? I got the iPhone 15 Pro Max. Yeah, you everybody. Did, baby. Uh, well, it was really cool because it, it just happened that my other phone plan had, I'd been, I'd had the same phone for three years and I went into Verizon because we wanted to get internet for the new place. Me and Effie wanted to get on the f- same phone plan and stuff. And I was like, ah, can I just get like the 14 or whatever? And he was like, well, the 15 comes out. And I was like, no, dude, you're trying to like sell. I know what you're doing, man. Like, right, just right, give me, like they all salesman. work like super well. And he was like, well, I mean, because of the trade-in value on your other phone and stuff and just the way that the timing all worked out you can get the 15 for like an extra like it's like 12 bucks a month and i was just like well how much is the 14 like, well i'm a content like, creator who uses my phone for like every day for business I mean, uh, like, yeah it, it does look better i mean like yeah if you go look if at my tiktok page can justify it man it's probably if you, you if you go look at my tiktok page you can actually tell when i moved to a new phone like it really it, it wow. actually looks a lot better but anyway um i got a new phone and we were at verizon and uh, he was like, he can do all these packages and stuff. Like, what do you, what, what do you want, man? Like, he like, you know, opened up his jacket and he's like, I got all right. these subscriptions. These, man, what are you looking for? <laughs> what are you looking for? Uh, so we got uh, Disney Plus and Hulu, which I mean, I think Disney Plus and Hulu, like, you know, we can we can argue about this if we want to, but <laughs> personally, I feel like you're pretty set with Disney Plus and Hulu. You know, it's a like, good combo. Like, it's not the best. Like personally like i i think netflix is i'm just done with it like i just i don't agree with like what they did i think it's crappy that they were like cracking down on people sharing passwords and stuff like i think it's yeah just like like, you guys don't have enough money like just make one less shitty show you know one fewer shitty show you know what i mean you literally used to advertise how you could share your password with a friend and it was like a positive thing about their platform and now they're like doing the exact opposite which is not cool though i will say 
some of those movies, some of the content they, that they have created has been real fun. I mean, some of the content none of it, none of it like platform, changing the world. I'm just anything. saying. I'm just saying. Hulu, you got you got Bob's Burgers, you got King of the Hill, you got Futurama. Those new episodes have of Futurama are pretty good. They have It's Always Sunny. Yeah, like Hulu's pretty solid. And then they've they got movies on there and stuff. That's cool. But then Disney Plus, it's like I'm never giving Disney Plus away, dude. They got all the Disney really? movies. I've never we, had Disney Plus. Okay, so they have all the Disney movies. We're not getting paid for saying this, y'all. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Would be pretty sneaky though, right? Yeah, hit us up, but, Disney. We know you're listening. <laughs> um but Disney Plus, I feel like it's like it's got all the Disney movies, it's got all the Pixar movies, Ooh. it's got all the Star Wars movies. Are they making movies these days, Pixar? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What's the new Pixar? I mean, there's still some I haven't seen. Like I haven't seen um Soul. I haven't seen Oh neither have um, I. I heard really good things about Soul. I haven't actually. seen I haven't seen Onward yet. Uh, I've heard that one's really good. But anyway, they've got all the Pixar movies. They've That's got all awesome. the they've got all the Star Wars movies. Ooh. And they've got all the Marvel movies. Wow. So it's like I'm not giving up Disney Plus. Dog. That's a like, lot to keep you busy for a long no, time. Exactly. And like but so okay, so here's the other thing though. HBO Max on the other hand, yeah. I I got hooked up though because my brother has it. So oh, I, nice. not his. But I almost I almost was gonna pay for HBO Max because HBO Max has all the Lord of the Rings movies and yeah. all the Harry Potter movies. I had an HBO like, Max when uh, House of the Dragon, there we go, uh, oh, came yeah. out yeah. and very much enjoyed it. Didn't I? Didn't I? Were you like? Were you like? Nah, man. Like I don't know. I'll just like watch it at my friend's house or something you were gonna like try to like find some other way to watch it and i was like dude just and i like didn't i like pay for like a month of it or something because I, I was did. like so frustrated with you yeah no because I, I had to like i, I was like cash trouble finding you. it yeah you were just like dude go buy it right now and then yeah. i uh, i think you did yeah you paid for like a month of it for me thank you <laughs> you're, you're welcome yeah because we I'll had to watch back, it bro. i do i will always buy you a you're month of best. hbo max um but yeah the, like uh i don't know where i was going with that but that's going to oh, be the end Hulu of the episode. Was, you're satisfied with your Hulu and your uh, Disney. I am. I'm satisfied Plus. with my phone and my Hulu and everything. That's fun. But, but that's. Uh, I think that's where we're going to cut it today, everybody. We're not going to do a fun fact just because that was a really long episode. And uh, yeah, we've had a lot of late. catching up and fun Lots. stuff to talk about this um, episode. But I do want to tell everybody, uh, thank you so much for listening. Obviously, of course, um, look out for our episode for Valor, which we'll be doing this week. Uh, look out for our episode for chapter four in the tale, which we'll also Man, be doing this week. That. I'm also very much looking forward to it. And um, that should be kind of what we do this week. We might, we might throw another one in, um, but we are still kind of taking it easy. We're kind of putting the Friday Forge on hiatus and stuff and just trying to kind of, you know, stay active on the Monday episode, the read-along yes. stuff. But uh, And like I said at the yeah. very beginning, kind of make sure the content doesn't become... Work. a chore and maintains a passion it's still in a healthy place mentally for me and like this break has been very good and healthy for me though i like am really excited to be back and like i I don't know you kind of never realize the value of something until it gets taken away and like i've straight up missed having this conversation with you and having Same. you all listen to me talk for a while and tell about my life because it adds a lot of value to me on a very personal level so uh as good as it's been and maybe healthy to take a little break it's been so nice to be back <laughs> also make sure to check out our patreon because chad and i have prioritized that obviously after this break yes. uh, we weren't posting on there very much before but it is now 
back up on the top of the priority list and we will be posting on there much more often and the patreon yeah. gets you a lot more cool stuff uh you know your very own discord channel your very own discord discord role uh we read books in there we actually started this episode by talking about uh just some some more in-depth thing about some of the some of our, our lives uh for quite a while actually that is yeah. all going to go on the patreon so uh hop over there and check it out because it not only really helps evan and i out and we super super appreciate it but uh we're going to be prioritizing a little bit more moving forward uh, and that's going to be really fun so i'm excited yeah it's like three three to five bucks a month ten if you got it twenty if you're super cool if you love us <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody that's going to do it for me that's going to do it for chad that's going to do it for both of us uh we love you all of you every single one of you so that's much. listening so 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 much i hope you have an awesome rest of your day and of course happy reading bye everybody <laughs>